Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody happy monday how are you guys doing have you had a great weekend we had no basketball we had no breaking news Sun's basketball. it was awesome yeah, you had no basketball i uh, i had some fun uh this weekend over at the mercury game uh should we go into this now or do Why you want to how was the mercury game i saw they uh, had a really cool britney griner thing so too mercury game was fantastic but for me it was extra special because i had to take my six-year-old daughter uh out there for her first basketball game. She was super excited. She got nervous when we got in there because she was like, it's really loud, Dad, and there's a lot of people. So to start, she was super nervous. But then by the end of the game, she's leaning forward in her seat. She's going, Dad, we only need three points to win this. <laughs> Look at that, Dad. Like she's pointing out things. She's asking questions. And it really hit me. I mean, as a, a man in media, I, I know that the WNBA is important, but until that moment... I didn't fully understand how important. This was a six-year-old girl sitting in the Footprint Center, the same building that me 30 years prior sat in watching a son's game and realized I want to be an NBA player, and then five years later realized genetics screwed me, so I want to work (laughs) in media and cover basketball. And without that moment, I don't think I'd be sitting here. And to watch my daughter have that same moment uh, watching professional female basketball players really solidified to me how important the women's game is. And it was really cool. Uh, the The atmosphere was unbelievable. 14,000 people out there. They packed the building. Uh, the in-arena stuff was great. And the team was fantastic. As everybody knows, my wife had a double mastectomy uh, and then had to have emergency surgery a couple weeks ago. Uh, and they gave us a section where my wife wouldn't get bumped into so she was super safe, and it was one of the best moments I've had in sports. So I just want to take a moment to shout that out. And if uh, if you are looking to get into the Mercury, you watch our show, make sure to watch the PHNX Mercury show tonight. Uh, I think it's at 5 today here on the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to watch them as well if you want to get into the game. But it was it was special, and at the very end she said, I want to come to as many games as I can, Dad. And that was one of the proudest moments I've had as a father because I'm like, I made a sports fan now. So. <laughs> I love that. Really I'm glad cool. you guys got to have a really awesome time out there at the Mercury game yesterday. I mean, it was it looked like it was really cool. Yeah. Like, I wasn't at the arena, but everything that I heard, all of the activations they had and 
Uh, just everything that was kind of going on around the team looked like it was a really good time. Yeah, it was emotional. One of the coolest moments I've experienced live was BG hit a three to cut it to a three-point game, turned around, puts her hands up uh, with three showing, and she starts screaming, I'm home. Aww. And I was like, that's that's awesome. That so. is. Pretty dope. Uh, there was more basketball outside of Mercury this weekend, and Frank uh, sent us a super chat. Thank you, Frank. Said anyone else enjoying the Lakers and Celtics demise? Are you guys enjoying this, I'm or conf- how you feel? I'm conflicted. Why? Why? <laughs> well, the Celtics, hey, listen, them getting absolutely bodied right now. Yeah, that doesn't bother total, me at all. Total fan uh, of that. I am the biggest Jimmy Butler fan in the world right now. Uh, and will continue to be until I have after. been a lifelong Jimmy Butler fan, just throwing that out there, so that when I it's, start uh, cheering for them in the finals. It's Jimmy Butler, <laughs> according to our Bets guys. <clears throat> um, but I'm a little conflicted because my whole life I've been anti-LA, mm-hmm. um, and I, man, Nuggets fans. I just, I just like, I, I don't, I listen. <laughs> I usually am on board. I'm on board. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Listen, I'm usually on board with the startup, with the with the you know the good story, the the first time champion. Like I'm usually on board with those teams. Yeah. But because of the vitriol between Nuggets and Suns fans, and like them saying that we skip steps and all this other stuff and blah blah blah. And honestly, and and like I go onto Twitter. Listen, they came at us deservedly so. They got their kicks in. They punched us. They moved on. But they don't. They are still, like, the most angry, like, just the most angry fan base in the world. Mm -hmm. They are up. Well, 3-0, they handled better. 2-0, they were still just wanting to punch people randomly. I'm like, bro, just enjoy it a little bit. Man. I, for one, welcome our Denver overlords. Uh, especially in this series, because you bring up Nuggets fans. Lakers fans are worse. Are Lakers they, fans are the worst human beings on the face of the planet that in should, terms of sports fans. I should tell you something that I, I'm doubting whether or not, because it's just been so bad. Lakers fans are just uppity. They're snotty. Yeah. But, like, Denver and Mavs fans are, like, hateful. Well, Ma- Mavs are, like, petty hateful. The the Nuggets fan base literally just hates us. Like, like the Mavs fans will defend themselves. The Nuggets fans will defend themselves whilst trying to find a fight. <laughs> we did mercis- mercilessly mock them for two straight years. We can't act innocent. <laughs> only in when this. we were playing. <laughs> if only the they had side. Jamal Murray. You know, we, Whatever. We very much. Uh, had a hand in them wanting to beat the crap out of us, too. For sure. Let's but, be fair. But, but, right but after they beat us and they moved on, they still can not move on. Joe so in the chat I'm says, Nugs fans are angry because no one has talked about them all year. Got that chip on their shoulder. Which is also very true. Also, hello, true. we're Suns fans. Welcome to the club. Uh, not to that degree, though. I oh, think Before this year, yeah. I, I, was, I would say the Nuggets fans, like... They literally could have had the three-time MVP, and there's dudes that are leaving him completely off but of a But he said that was an accident. They came out and said it was an accident. That's the most egregious accident I've ever seen in my life. Well, well remember way. how much we were pounding this. If Devin Booker isn't a top five MVP candidate this year, like, we have our own 
issues to work through here in <laughs> Phoenix as well. We are not the well-adjusted fan base we want to act no, like. No, no, That's no, not no, true, no, Espo. We're perfect. No, but nobody is saying that. <laughs> we're nobody per- is saying I'm that. Saying Listen, it, we're perfect. We have our faults, but I, I saw a TikTok <laughs> this morning, and maybe this is kind of going against the Lakers fans, but this one guy was absolutely losing his mind over um, Jamal Murray. Just... Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he beating my like lost his mind? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you just discovered Jamal Murray today. <laughs> did did he not watch the bubble? I mean, what was this guy doing during the pandemic Again, that he totally missed Jamal Murray? Well, he was a Warriors fan before yesterday, I'm sure. <laughs> no. That's how Lakers fans are. You thought I was just gonna let it go, Lakers fans? Hell no. Well, it'll be fuck it'll LA. be fun to see. Um what I'm assuming will be for sure the Nuggets I, and the Heat in the finals. That'll be a really entertaining series. I'm happy for the Nuggets to get to the finals. I am. I'm happy specifically. I'm happy for our DMVR friends. They 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 deserve to be in the finals. They were the best team, hands down. And to me, I believe they will be the favorite to win the NBA finals. Did you see the the crazy stat about Pat Riley? Yeah. Oh yeah, make like the finals. What is it? Twenty four percent of all of them. Yeah, twenty four percent of all finals between being a player, coach, and executive, yeah. he will have participated. Crazy. In. That's wild. That's wild. All right, guys, let's get into some Suns basketball here. We already have the chat going off with their opinions because today we are talking about DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns and their future. Together or separate. So there are so many rumors circulating around DA and the Suns. This started even before the offseason began. Um, But we did get a little clip from Zach Lowe on his podcast, and he's pretty firm in thinking that the Suns and DA need to part ways. And and to your point, they lost Aiden. The Aiden situation has spun totally out of control. Yeah, it's time. And and, and Fire and Monty doesn't save that. Both sides need to move on. And and the organizational discontent. Now, there was well-publicized, like, Monty and DeAndre didn't talk for a while mm-hmm. in the offseason and all of that. The organizational discontent, impatience, eye-rolling, whatever, with Aiton and the, the quirks in his game go way beyond Monty Williams. Like, yeah. there's oh, a no lot doubt. of people it, in that no, organization yeah. that are tired of DeAndre Aiton. You can see it. In the game, you don't even have to be at the game mm-hmm. to see the body language, the eye rolling, the what the what is this guy doing? I do think there's going to be a tendency to pile on Aiton and say that's his fault. He's immature. He wants to be a certain type of player that he can't and shouldn't be on this team with three players who are better than him who all need the ball. And a lot of that is fair. Like if you're DeAndre, Two at Aiden, this point, Two at well, this whatever. Point. Okay, fine. Um, if you're DeAndre Ayton, like, yeah, tough buddy. Okay. So we know his opinions. What are your guys' opinions? Do you think the Suns and DA need to break up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, listen, it's five years now. We've been through it and it just has not clicked at all. Five years, right? Four. I think this, this was the fourth year. yeah. Yeah. Four years now. And um, it just hasn't clicked. And it hasn't clicked consistently enough for guys like Devin Booker, um, who put in a lot of work in, you know, in, in the offseason, during the season, 
Um, and I think what, what Zach Lowe is referring to in terms of the eye rolls is I think Monty came in here and established a precedent and established a routine and a program, and he expected guys to, to raise their level of play. Um, and in that first season, uh, and really the second season, D.A. did that in the playoffs, and he gave you a taste of what was possible. And he did it again the next postseason. But the problem that has existed this entire time with DeAndre Aiden is you never know what you're going to get from game to game. And in this playoffs series, uh, postseason, you got the the worst part of DA. You got the the part of DA that didn't have much of a of an engine, he or a motor. He didn't really show you that he could raise his level of play. And I don't know if it's because he thought, okay, the playoffs are here, I'm going to rise up. And then default mode was was not apparent, um, or or what? I really just don't understand it with Da. And I do feel like right now, if you're the Suns, and you, objectively speaking, I'm a Da stand. We all know this. I love him. I think he's got tremendous potential. But I also understand when you get to a certain point where that potential is not worth the effort that you're you're trying to invest. At some point, you got to cut your losses and get the most value you can back from them. And I think the Suns are in a position right now where you can you can find other players that can replace his stats and be a rim protector to some degree. You can find that. The problem is, is when we're talking about a DA that can shoot the mid-range at a high level, his scoring efficiency and scoring uh, uh, field goal percentage is, is very high. It's like 65%. Like, you're not going to find many guys that are like that. But we don't get that very often. And that's the problem. We, so you gotta you gotta think. Can I re, can I replace average DA? Can I get fifteen and ten a night from somebody? If I can, then I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze in terms of trying to keep DA here. So to correct us, it was his fifth year, one year with Igor Koshkov, mm-hmm. four with four uh, money. with that's money. Right. So five five years. But I find it interesting that Zach Lowe said there's multiple people in the organization that are fed up with DA, that it wasn't just a Monty thing. Now, Monty did him no favors in the way that he didn't talk to him, didn't show up for a signing. We've heard all those things. To me, this is probably the end of the road, but I need a caveat. You can check that irreconcilable differences on the divorce papers, but what you need is you need six months here to try to up his value before the trade deadline. Because right now you're selling DeAndre Ayton for cents on the dollar. And unless somebody wows you because they're so in love with DA and they just think we can fix him. Our system is so much better. Our culture is so much better. We can fix him. You're not going to get the kind of return that you need to, uh, to help rebuild or help not rebuild, but help build around Devin Booker uh, and KD. And that's what concerns (coughs) me here is if you're too eager to pull the trigger uh, on trading DeAndre Ayton, you're not going to get a lot back. You're going to get somebody's reclamation project that's making salary close to it or multiple guys that are kind of a reclamation project and a draft pick. I don't know that that's enough because you are balancing on a tightrope this offseason to try to get things done. I don't know that if, he, that we're trade, if we were to trade DA this offseason that we would get pennies on the dollar back. I don't know that it's that bad just yet across the league here in Phoenix, a hundred percent. But like, look at all the conversation, like we've seen guys from other teams bounce around to two or three different teams before the league as a whole is like, 
we're not going to take a flyer mm. on this person. This would be his second team. I feel like people are going to be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I know there's been a lot of conversation today around looking at Mikhail Bridges as an example of that because mm. he moves to Brooklyn and then balls out. Not that we weren't already seeing glimpses of that here in Phoenix, but it's a bigger stage with more lights on it and more eyeballs on it. They very well could be thinking that DA would be the exact same thing. And last year, I think you could make the argument that it was more difficult to move DA because you only had the one team in the Pacers who were willing to offer something because just the logistics behind a sign and trade are so much harder where this year it's just a trade. So things are a little bit easier on that side of things. But I don't think that his value is so low that there aren't a few teams out there who would be willing to give him a shot and give you something fair in return. It depends on the way you're looking at him because I think a lot of Suns fans will be looking at it, you're trading the former number one pick. Well, you got to get that out of your head I now agree. because you're not trading the former number I, one pick. You're trading DeAndre and the DeAndre and you have seen every single night for the last three or so yeah, years. You may know different, but not everybody else may believe that that's who DA could be within their system. Not only that, but like you can't sit there and say he's not a max value player and then expect a max, max value, value player value trade back. back. Yeah. yeah, like like and, and that's that's going to be part of the Suns universe of course you're going to have those people that are going to be like oh i can't believe they just traded this for this and then there's going to be others that are just happy to move on from that uh mm -hmm. from the situation with da uh you know kind of counter counterpoint a little bit to espo is that for every da quote unquote hater out there there is somebody that believes in them still yes. and i wonder how many of those people still exist in the NBA in terms of seeing what, because we've seen breakdowns of, of things that DeAndre Aiden has not done. I've also seen other breakdowns uh, through the YouTube space and, and externally of, of how he wasn't utilized the best. So if you can find a, a coach and or organization that thinks, oh, we could utilize DA better, which I don't agree. I don't, I don't think there's much to it um, in terms of DA, but there might be somebody out there that thinks that they can fix him. We've seen other quote-unquote projects. I mean, fuck, if Ben Simmons can get traded for the Philadelphia this 76ers to like, the Brooklyn Nets uh, for, for the haul that, that happened both ways, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I would, I would be sitting here agreeing with you if I didn't watch last summer and see, a, see DA sit on that restricted free agency market and have only one suitor But again, it's restricted free agency. I get it. The math is harder. I get it, but still, there was one team willing to to make that commitment in the Indiana Pacers. And we've only heard three teams maybe mentioned as interested in DA since then, and that worries me. What's the market? If if you're going to have to just take it in the shorts to get rid of the $33 million, I don't want that. I need to get some value. I'm not going to get um, another max player that's great. I accept that. But I need to get value that can help this team now and in the future. And if I can't get that or I can't get expiring contracts that I think can help this year and then ease the financial burden of the following summer, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't trade him just to trade him. Okay, before we dive into the few teams that we have at least heard rumors of them being interested in DA, I do want to ask you guys about this one. So Jake in the chat said, smartest move is to keep eight until the deadline and hope he ups his value. Are you guys yay or nay on that idea? I'm nay on that idea. I'm I'm yay. 
depending on the coach. Okay. I got I got to I got to see who the coach is. I would not be opposed like if they were not able to find what they felt like was a fair trade for DA this offseason. I'm not going to be like kicking and screaming that DA is back with no, the Suns next no. season. I would be curious to see what it looks like with a different coach here in the system. However, I depending on what they would trade for at the deadline because I don't want to have another whole kind of Kevin Durant situation where you could because next year is the whole like championship or bust year is what we've all Mm -hmm. kind of decided upon in this KD time frame with the Suns I don't want to have a whole nother situation where it was like oh well we just didn't have enough time with the move we made at the deadline and yada 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 I don't want to have any of that type of a excuse coming around no I I get that I I I don't know I, I I think there will be a market. I don't like the thought of DA's mar- uh, market value increasing. But, of, of course, you know, I, I told Espo this before the show. Like, uh, I a million percent think that the Suns are are interviewing these coaches. And part of that interview is going to include what can you do with DA? Yeah. What would you have done different? Yeah. How can you fix him? Can you fix him? And I, like I said, I, I, you know, I think if you interviewed 10 coaches and seven out of 10 of them say, oh, he, he's a lost cause, then you're, you're probably really, really focused more on trying to get, move him than, than to keep him. But if seven of those 10 come back and say, well, you didn't utilize him correctly. I think I would have done this. I would have done that, whatever. Then you got, then that's when you kind of, you kind of got to take another, another look at this and say, maybe we had this wrong. And is there a guy in this, this group that maybe we can get the most out of DA four. I don't know, but you know, that remains to be seen. I think the problem is you've turned down the two best DA deals the last two years. DeMontis Sabonis was available for him. You said, nah, we're okay. Miles Turner was available for him. I still think that that would have been a, a name that may have helped them more than we saw with DA just because it would have been a fresh start. So, can you get to a level like that at all this summer? I highly doubt it. I think you're taking three role players back if you're lucky. I, I, I could see a scenario, and again, I'm not a math major, and I don't know how the, the money would work. But, um, again, I'm, I'm, I say this with caution, people. Kyrie, okay? There is a scenario where if you were going to trade – like, listen, if Kyrie wants out of Dallas and he wants to leave Dallas and Dallas knows that they're going to lose him for nothing, then a sign and trade with DA would make sense for them because then you you keep that salary cap space uh, for the future in case you want to move things around because uh, you you can only do what max contracts with guys that that have that salary threshold, I think, uh, whatever the fucking I'm, case is, I'm whatever good. the breakdown is. So I, I know you're good, but if you're desperate to get rid of him, and this is the only scenario where that could happen, and you can get Kyrie on a one or two year deal, which I don't think is going to happen, but let's just play for shits and giggles. Um, you know that was a, the scenario. Then if you're the Suns, maybe you like. And and I know for a fact, I do know for a fact that there is interest in Kyrie, and it's been reported several times. Whether you guys want to like it or not. It doesn't matter because inside those walls of that organization, there are some people that are pro Kyrie. Oh boy. Jay in the chat said Gerald's ears are ringing right now. And I'm sure they are. He was just trying to have a nice day. And now he's like, what, is, what am I hearing? That's why I said it while he was gone. Talking about Kyrie. 
again. All right, well, before we dive into other scenarios that could include the Mavs, I want to remind everybody that every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, if you log into your BetMGM app, you can claim your bonus bet on the house. So make sure you are logging in every Wednesday and Saturday to get that bonus bet. They do expire after 72 hours, so don't wait to use them. And bonus bets can only be used on any sport wagers. Also, if you have not downloaded the BetMGM app, you absolutely should because it's a heck of a lot of fun. And make sure you use that bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a couple different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona listeners, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimers. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And of course, no matter what you're looking for, our friends over at OG's Brands have you covered with scratch-made gummies. They've got the Aqua Berry Sleep Edition. They've got the Happy Balance Gummy. And right now, they also have Mixed Bags, which has a bunch of different flavors, including the fruits and the creams in it, which is really nice. So you get to taste all the different flavors that OG's Brands has to offer you can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And we ask you to enjoy responsibly. What are you guys giggling about? What did I say? Demo's back, so I looked at her and she made me laugh. Well, huh? I I was, I was didn't know that they had mixed bags. And I, it, my ears were ringing like Gerald's. I was curious. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, mixed bags. I'll come, I'll come play. Uh, I want one of those like uh, roulette bags. You know how they have those with the chips and Summer and spicy. They, you just you not. reach in, they're all the same color. You don't know what it is, and uh, get ready to go. <laughs> hmm, that kind of sounds like a fun uh, summer league content idea. Maybe I'll just have a bag of uh, gummy bears, and Espo doesn't know which ones are two milligrams and which ones are twenty-five. Shoot, Let's so play a little roulette. If you if you honestly want to, they make gummy bears worth of one hundred. I meant I meant more if flavor you wanna, if wise. You really not, have fun. Not milligram wise, when I was talking. Oh, well, I meant milligrams. <laughs> Same. It's my game. <laughs> All right. Let's keep talking about some DeAndre and potential suitors, right? So you brought up the Dallas Mavericks in reference to Kyrie, but we also got a report from Eric, Eric Pincus that uh, NBA sources believe that the Dallas Mavericks are a likely landing spot for DA. Quote, the Suns need depth. I can see them getting Tim Hardaway Jr., JaVale McGee back, Josh Green, and the number 10 pick. Now, Espo, you had tweeted out uh, Mark Stein's uh, column. Yeah. Do you feel like this is going to happen? So I'm one of Mark Stein's newsletter subscribers. I Mm -hmm. also know him well, and I reached out to him. He says there's no interest on the Dallas side. Now, Mark is very well tied in. To the Mavericks, uh, that's where he got his start as an insider. He lives uh, in the area now. So I trust what's coming out of him from Dallas. Now, I know it's sub- subterfuge season, so it could be uh, bullshit that's getting fed 
Uh, but I trust Mark Stein over Eric Pincus. I'm just okay. going to say it that way, uh, that I don't know that Dallas's interest is as high as a lot of other people have suggested that it is. So, Okay, let's just, for the sake of conversation, right? So we already know that you don't think that this is something that would actually come to fruition. If it does, is this a package that you would be willing to accept for DA? No, this is Dallas going, hey, here's a poo-poo platter of guys we don't really want anymore and the 10th pick in a two-player or a three-player draft. No, I don't want this deal. This isn't the deal that answers the questions you need answered. Uh, I don't like the deal at all. However, it gives you a little bit of depth, and that's about it. So do you feel like... Do you feel like DA? Because I see a lot of comments talking about, we don't need Kyrie. We need depth. Okay. Well, here's your fucking depth. You don't want, you want this. Do you want this depth? No, you probably don't. So, but that kind of goes back to our conversation around the whole, you can't expect a max player in return for DA. You know what I mean? So we do have to have realistic expectations, I suppose, instead of lowered at this point, just more realistic. And that trading a guy like D.A., a lot of people are debating whether it should be D.A. or Chris Paul, who you trade for depth. Both. Um, <laughs> Both. I mean, maybe. Both. We could get Seriously. into Chris Paul I, a little it's, bit, too. It's, this is not an and-or situation. This is – it could be both. It could be one or the other. Uh, but definitely one of them has gone this this year, for sure. I would be surprised if one of them wasn't gone. Chris Paul is most likely the one out, but we can talk about that another day. I'd rather have Davis Bertans than JaVale McGee, a, a guy that can play a spread power forward. Or if you had to, I wouldn't want to, but you could play him as a small ball five. But he's, he's shot 39% for most of his career from three point. He's averaged 39.8% over his career. They soured on him in Dallas. I'd rather him over JaVale in a package like that. Do we really need the JaVale McGee experience again at no. $10 million a year? But like, his per 36, Espo. Oh, yeah, fuck per 36. <laughs> All right, like analytics can uh, suck it at that point. Uh, like we know about JaVale McGee. They didn't want to re-sign him last offseason for what Dallas offered him. And there's two more years on that deal. Uh, and at best, he's your backup center. At worst, he's your third string center on this roster. He wouldn't be your starter. Uh, you know, I'd need a Bertans, and even that doesn't make me get super excited about that deal. Bertans is hot trash ever since he left the Wizards. I'm not shot 39% yeah, our, our chat, last year. Our chat is not. Yeah, there's a reason why Dallas is not about him, yeah. All right. Well, beyond the Mavs, there has also been rumors that Portland might be interested in getting involved and maybe including that third pick as well. Do you guys see a scenario in which that third pick is included in a package for DA? Of course I do. Why would we be here talking about the Portland Trailblazers if I didn't think this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, <laughs> all stuck this in guy. Hey, if I didn't see this guy coming to our team, let's go, Scoot. I'm here for Scoot season, baby. I'm here. Look, there's one way that he winds up in Portland, that DA winds up in Portland. If Dame says DeAndre Ayton's a guy that I think is an answer here, that's the only way. Like, I, I think Dame is calling a lot of shots there because they want to please him. If he truly does like DA, like some of the – Rumors have been, 
then I could see it happening. If if he if he doesn't really like him, then there's no way they trade three for DeAndre Ayton. This would be the best value you'd get because it's the number three pick and then maybe a, a Jeremy Grant or other guys to fill the space. There's also, also the rumor that they're looking to trade Anthony Simons. Like, there's there's names, but I don't know that you can really convince Portland that DeAndre Ayton's the value you need back. I mean, this would be the third time a big man uh, fooled Portland for a top three pick. Uh, Bo- Bowie, uh, Odin, and then DA. Like, uh, and I just don't know that they have the appetite. He put Odin in there. It's so hurtful. It's it's not fair because so he got painful. injured, but it still counts. So did Bowie. Bowie got hurt. So hey. I don't know if this is just us trying to speak this into existence. If it's us trying we spoke to Kevin Durant into existence, Lindsay, did we, we will speak this no, into see, existence? We have to shoot however it many down. times we want. I feel like we have to shoot it down. Do I need to do, need to do some again. more OGs reads for Scoop? <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe. I, I'm just gonna say it. Scoot is Jalen the Q 2.0 if he comes to. Feed. I'm just kidding. I, I'm totally I just, kidding. I would, I would love this scenario. Because I think there's a lot that could happen around that third pick, which we'll get into here shortly. I don't know if Portland would actually do this, though. I mean, you never know. Uh, again, I know I know Dame wants to win. He wants to he wants to compete. Uh, he's only got a couple years left in that body. I'm yeah. gonna say like at, at a, then he gets as, removed and put in another at, one at, 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 <laughs> at his size and and the way he likes to play. Like we saw it with we've, we're seeing it with Chris Paul right now as. as it's not about their their level of production necessarily. It's when they can turn it on and try yeah. to take over a game. Hell, we're watching it right now with LeBron. Everybody's been clamoring about LeBron's 38. He's doing all these unbelievable things, his stats and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's all true. But you saw yesterday, you've seen this entire series, that when they needed somebody to turn it on, and typically when LeBron would turn it on, he's not able to do it anymore. Same thing with Chris Paul. And at some point, Dame is going to hit that too. So that window is very small which means that action has to happen immediately to try and take care uh, of Dame the, the way Portland wants to take care of him. And in that regard, if you think DeAndre Aiden can give you that, because you're not, listen, you're not drafting anybody to be Dame's sidekick. They're not going to draft Scoot to be a sidekick. They're not going to draft somebody to, to try and build around him. They're, they got to do it now. They're nuts, though. The, the path for them is to trade Dame. Build around that young core. Oh, add, a million percent. Add Scoot in. Add whatever pieces you can get for Dame that are either draft picks or or young guys. Like I, I get wanting to hold on to a guy like that and trying to make it happen, but at some point you're wasting his prime, you're wasting your time, and I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're. Go- this is why I think they may do it because they're desperate to do anything in terms of of getting Dame help. And when there's desperation, there's dumb choices that are made. Ask a lot of people that dated me in college. So, you know, like. <laughs> Is that where you're going to leave that off? Yep. Okay. You can stop talking halfway through that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, for the sake of maybe swapping that third pick for DA and or the sake of Dame and his future, I would like Portland to just make up their mind one way or the other sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, there's a there's a limited amount of time left for Damian Lillard to be playing at the level in which he is capable of playing right now. Um, somebody in the chat said, "Not for nothing, but 15 points in the G League doesn't really excite me." 
uh, 15 points by an 18 year old in the G League is not the same thing as your normal. What's that? You just completely derailed me. What'd you say? Jalen McHugh. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Scoot is is a phenomenal talent. He's one of the better players in the Jaylen. G League. Jalen is cool. He's cool. He, he could dunk. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we dive into more around these picks, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Mountain Mike's. Uh, you can head over to mountainmikespizza.com, order their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. They have a lunch buffet, which we love. They have fantastic pizza. They have really good ranch dressing, which for me is one of the ways that I judge whether I like a pizza place or not is how good is your ranch dressing. Well, Mountain Mike's has phenomenal ranch dressing. And a reminder, all new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up, so make sure you guys check them out. Also, our friends over at Four Peaks are doing some really cool things, so make sure you are in the know on all of that by checking them out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with Arizona's hometown brewery. Right now, they're doing Four Peaks Four Seats, where one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. So all you have to do is head over to at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram and check the link in their bio for all details. Again, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Okay, so you want to talk about Scoot? Let's talk about Scoot. And this is just a, a exercise in the event that the Suns do get that third pick from Portland, or even I would like to throw in that 10th pick from the Mavs, even though just because it's rumored, right? Do you think, do you trust the Suns with picks and young players right now? Because I don't. Oh, I don't. Depends on who the coach is. Yeah. Because I didn't trust it with Monty, but do I trust it with fill-in-the-blank coach that's coming in that may have developed a younger guy in the past? Maybe. I think coaching is a, a is a huge part of developing young talent because if you don't have the right guy in there, it can stunt that growth and do it pretty quickly. And as we've seen with DeAndre Ayton, if you don't have a guy for certain temperaments that believes in that said young player, it can screw with them mentally. So I, I think part of it's the coach. I agree. Uh, I, I Based on what James Jones said last year about basically fuck them kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm really completely on board with the development approach of this organization. Um, I'm really, 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 I, I mean really hoping that Mikhail just had a, a few good months and it wasn't the system. It's just, you know, he just felt more confident. There's not a lot of options in Brooklyn, and that's that. But if Mikhail continues to ball out, and if we lost DA and DA went somewhere else and then he balled out, oh my God, like a complete, you just got to tear it all down to the studs. Well, at that you point. need to mentally prepare yourself because that is a, is a realistic uh, potential. Whatever. Like it is. Whatever DA... You need to mentally and, get prepared, so... I'm sorry. Whatever DA and McHale do doesn't matter if you win a title next year. If the pieces you bring in help you win a title, they can go do whatever the hell they want. That's right. that's my view on it. And in terms of, you know what, it's pretty damn tough for James Jones to screw up the third pick in a three-player draft. Okay? Uh, Would it shock... Hello in the comment says... Mm. 
Jones will find the oldest player and draft them third. Okay. He's oh, gonna, hold is on. he going to think that if Scoot Drew, Henderson, Timmy, if Scoot you Henderson are a goes, to, goes to three, is James Jones going to look at him and be like, well, he's not a plug-and-play guy, oh. and we need a plug-and-play guy right this instant. So instead of him, I'm going to take this guy who should have gone 17th hold on. and the, see if I could get lucky again. First off, I'm sorry, but the chat and the, the girthlings need to zip it because they Ooh. love Cam Johnson more than anything, and that's exactly what what uh, JJ did to wrong. draft Cam Johnson. Okay, but how many times in a row are we going to do this and wish for the best? We he, got lucky once, so we're going to keep doing he's it? He's 50% on it right now. And the chat loved Jalen Smith, too. So I don't know what they're bitching about. This is true. You guys were hyping that dude up a lot. <laughs> Look, I... It, if he got the third pick yeah. and he didn't take Fuck one of that, <laughs> and he didn't take, come <laughs> on, y'all. I don't, side I don't have a lot no. of faith in JJ. Let me make that very clear. I'm the guy that said you should fire him for Bob Myers last week. But my point is, if you get the number three pick in a three guy draft and you can't get that right, I'm sorry. Then you run out of town even faster. I mean, I, you know, like I mean, there's nobody else in this draft that's going to sneak up the board. I mean, there have been other instances where it was a three-player draft and the one team got it wrong, and you mentioned them earlier in the Sam Bowie one. So the other ones were Hakeem Olajuwon and the other one was Michael Jordan. Yeah, but when you're the third team and you're getting whatever guys left, you know, like – I don't think we're going to have to worry about this. JJ is either not going to be here or isn't going to have the third pick, so it doesn't matter either way. Okay, so in this scenario, <laughs> we're going to pretend oh, right. as they should. <laughs> See, Screw you all! I mean, it's 50%. He's right. But that 50% is 50% because we took Jalen Smith over Tyrese Halliburton. Yes. And everybody, I will say this, everybody and their mama was about Tyrese Halliburton, Dude, that draft. Does this chat have amnesia? They were all sticks kids, and they because loved Cam the Johnson. Song. That's all they cared about. They were boo-hooing about Cam Johnson not being here anymore when you traded him for a top 10 guy in the NBA. So if you guys have that pro- big of a problem this is the with, chat when Cam with Johnson, JJ, when really? Cam you're going to throw that traded. in there? Yes. What? Look, if you got that problem, big of a problem with the way JJ drafts, then you shouldn't like Cam Johnson anymore. Just stop boohooing about it. That's the chat when Cam Johnson got <laughs> I love each and every one of you, all right? I do, but you can't pull this crap when it's convenient. Uh, we do love the chat, though. We do love it. I did, just like, this is the first time on. I think we've ever come at the chat. You guys hold are on being a second. real mean no, today. Are we? No, listen. Yeah. I, as the as two of the elder statesmen here, if if our ch- children asses. act out, you correct the behavior, right? <laughs> oh you correct the behavior. God. That's all I'm doing here. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! No, didn't get Negative the memo about reason. gentle parenting. <laughs> gentle apparently. parenting. <laughs> I suppose I'm gonna get a straight up whooping. That's we all, we it. No had gentle that. parenting around. We here. all had wooden spoons broken on our backside, Some, and we're all right. Somebody said, "Bro, why do I hear Luca right now?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Woo, all right. Wow. Oh my goodness gracious! I suppose they're mad at you, and rightfully I, I so. I love all of you, Adam. 
I just that that got me the well, we'll take some guy that was too many shots ahead, and everybody loved the guy that they did. Jay in the chat said, yeah, I came here to the show to get cheered up, but now Espo hates me, I guess. Seriously. <laughs> we love you, chat. We're just giving you guys a hard time. All Espo's right. Just uh, hello, hard when time. do we correct Espo's behavior? You people do it all the time in the chat. Every day, my man. <laughs> okay, let's go back to these picks real quick, because we did get a question in the chat earlier on when we first brought up Scoot. Um and they asked, are we sure that Scoot will fall to three? Would Charlotte potentially take him at two? I, I don't I don't see Charlotte taking him at two because you'd have him with LaMelo. I mean, you could play a, a, a tandem backcourt, of course. Scoot could play off ball. He, he, he could do both. Um, but I would, I would wager to guess that Charlotte would move, either move out of that spot or they would take Brandon Miller um, because I know they're trying to move Gordon Hayward uh, as well. They got some flexibility, some pieces that they're trying to move around. So... Um, and I mean, Michael Jordan kind of sucks at drafting, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took Brandon Miller anyway. He might not own the team by the time the draft rolls around. He's trying to sell. He's trying to sell, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Or Michael Jordan, RIP to your NBA ownership career. It's worked right. out so well for <laughs> Kwame Brown. Let's go. All right, uh, Espo, you're up. Oh, I'm uh, we're doing this now, huh? <laughs> Oh, I oh, yell at the chat, and now they're gonna yell oh at me. Oh my god! Hey, give hey, buckle up. Give him your best, chat. Do, do you want your testicles to look like Adam Silver? Wow! <laughs> wow! Summer's coming, and it's time to get Whoa. your man ready for hot boy summer <laughs> by going to manscaped.com <laughs> for twenty percent off and free shipping with that code. PHX emphasis on the P. Tools for men's grooming cleanup is Austin Powers chest hair. Make sure he smells nice. Make sure those boys don't look like they're from the 70s. Downstairs, it's full body grooming. And the Performance Package 4.0, you're going to get that lawnmower 4.0. It's waterproof, so you can uh, trim up in the shower. Don't get it all over the bathroom. Nobody likes that crap. Uh, you're going to get that cordless body trimmer. Advanced skin care. Uh, skin safe technology. You don't want to nick the boys down there. No. Nobody, nobody wants to get New York nicked in the nuts. All right. Nobody wants that. It's not uh, fun. You can get the weed whacker 2.0. No one likes nose hair. That's ain't that the truth. Uh, crop preserver and crop reviver. Ball deodorant because you don't want to smell in the Arizona summer. You know they say it's a dry heat except between your legs when the balls are down there. So make sure you get. Uh, that as well. And you're going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and a patented Manscaped Boxers. Those things are comfortable. I'll tell you that much. Uh, is he wearing sandals? Clean up those nails with the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit as well. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. Having the right tools for grooming essentials. Do yourself and your man a favor. Help him upgrade his self-care. Oh, Espo. It's Monday. You know that, right? Yes. We had a whole week ahead of ourselves, yes. right? Yes. Why? What made you wake up today to choose violence? It's a Monday. Like, what? I mean, <laughs> it's a Monday. Isn't that how we all wake up on a Monday? <laughs> I mean, but you went, like, full-on villain mode there. You did, well, you did. go villain mode. Too. Well, we went full-on villain mode. Um, okay. Espo's on one this week, so everyone mentally prepare yourself now. 
And I'll tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is fantastic. They have the lowest prices on concerts and games that you want to go to. They're the best place for last minute deals. And they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And there's a reason for that. And they've got an offer for you guys. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and using code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, just create an account, redeem that code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time t- Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So you want to say anything too? No, oh, is this the last ad break? This is the last Oh, ad yay. Break. Uh, yeah, we have a golf tournament this Friday. You should come check it out. It's called the Keeping It 100 Golf Tournament. And it starts at 7.30 in the morning on uh, Friday because in Arizona, you have to golf early. Otherwise, you will die. Um, so come Proven out. Proven fact. Yeah, come out. Check it out. It's going to be fun. We have <clears throat> a couple holes that are the most hated athlete holes. So one of them obviously has Luca, and another one has Robert Ori on it. And uh, it's going to be fun. If you hit into those bunkers, uh, you can add two strokes to your score, which is really shitty because we hate those guys. So uh, come out. Check it out. You also get a free polo, which is dope as hell. Um, a lot of other things you get fed before and after the round. You get drinks all throughout. It's going to be a fun, fun time. Uh, we're almost sold out, so get your tickets now. And don't worry. Saul stacked the team so he can win. Did you, Saul? Not really. <laughs> mm, are you Not cheating really. already? I got a bunch of guys that shoot 90s, 80, high 80s and 90s. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, but you put me with a bunch of guys that shoot 120. Because you shoot 120. Oh, you haven't seen me lately. Oh, okay. This better now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's round out the show with a little bit of a coaching search update, right? We don't have a a whole lot that has been reported lately, but we did get something from Woj today. He tweeted out ESPN sources. The Bucks are narrowing the group of top candidates in the franchise's head coaching search. Nick Nurse, Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson, and Toronto's assistant Adrian Griffin. These coaches will be part of their final conversations with Milwaukee leadership this week. He also followed up and said nurse looms prominently in Phoenix and Philadelphia searches too. sources say. Hmm. My biggest thing is, are you guys surprised that Monty Williams name is not on this list? No, no. Why would the bucks want to hire the guy that they beat in the finals? Because everyone was screaming about how Monty would be, should be, a top candidate for that job? No, he's a. He's I a, think he's more likely in Philly, maybe a Toronto. But there's no Milwaukee does not want to get rid of Mike Budenholzer for Monty Williams. I agree. I'm just saying a lot of people were talking about how Monty Williams would be one of the top candidates for all of these jobs. That's all I'm saying. Um, are you concerned at all that Nick Nurse could be off the table for no. the Suns? No. There's plenty of good coaches out there. You just got to find the right one for your system and your in your program, um, and your environment. Like, and I, we, it seems like the Bucks are winding down their coaching search. It feels like we're just getting started. So, I mean, we'll find out more in the coming days. Obviously, I still think Nick Nurse, if he's legitimately a, a candidate in both spots, then. He'll get an interview here. Yeah, my guess is he'll get his first interview here before he gets the final interview in Milwaukee. And if you're so so sold on Nick Nurse, you put the contract in front of him and you go after him before you can in Milwaukee can. If you're not, you go, okay, great. If you're available when we go back for second rounds, maybe we take a look at you. But if he's not the guy 
that you're 100% sold on after one interview, you don't rush because Milwaukee might want him. Do you think that who, – who do you think would hold up the rest of the coaching searches around the league? Which job? Would hold up coaching yes. searches? Like which one would be the most covetable that would maybe have coaches – waiting to talk to this team or finish talking to this team before accepting a different job. I mean, if it's not the Bucks, it would be the Suns. It would be those two. Well, it's weird because you've got three teams that all have very viable championship aspirations. Philly has the reigning MVP. Milwaukee has Giannis. The Suns have KD and Devin Booker. So these are all three very desirable positions but I don't know that anybody's going to be like, nah, Milwaukee offered me the job, but I really want to see what's going to happen in Phoenix. Like, I think either any three of these jobs are ones that if you're offered it, you likely take it. So if there's somebody the Suns have on their radar that they know is the guy or at least your top two, go talk to him now. Don't sit around and wait and let one of these other teams poach him. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. I would say Philadelphia, I wouldn't put in that category just because uh, Harden, um, the Harden factor. Um, and so you, you got Embiid. You can build around him. Obviously, they will continue to do so. Um, but I like Phoenix. I think I think the Suns have um, – well, it still remains to be seen how, how solid their ownership group is. But um, in their early goings, they're, they're willing to spend money. They're willing to – to do whatever it can, they can to be a championship contender. So that's good. If you're a coach, you want that kind of desire and push to, to be the best. Um, so I, I think it's Milwaukee and, and the Suns right now. Do you see a scenario in which Boston also joins this club of NBA franchises looking for new coaches? They give Molly Wapton game four, they will. Or do you think that because he just, like this contract is pretty much brand new. I mean, you know yeah, I mean? they literally just took the interim tag off of them. So do you I, think they wait a little bit more before going down that route? That's well, a lot of money to lose. It depends. Does Tatum and Brown go to ownership and, and management and go, this guy ain't it, and that's why we've collapsed like this. We don't trust him. If that happens, then, then yeah, maybe they do move on. But, man, that that looks really bad. You had to let Ime Udoka go. You then rush to take the interim tag off this guy. He falls flat on his face. Uh, that makes me wonder if I'm a coach, do I really want to go there? How much leeway do I have? What what happens here? You know, Who's running things? So I think Boston likely goes one more year to see what happens, but maybe not. Uh, Chris in the chat said contracts don't matter anymore, obviously. I feel like they do still play a little bit of a factor in the decision-making process, depending on your ownership group. It's just Missoula has been out coached so bad in this, in this series. Right. Uh, you gotta, you gotta really find, um, you gotta find it inside you to figure out whether or not you think Missoula can, can improve on this experience moving forward. Um, I would, I would wager to say you shouldn't fire them because it is the first year. They did a lot of great things this season. They also had some adversity at the beginning of the year with the whole, uh, Emi Udoka thing and trying to get through that. He did a good job of getting through that, getting the team through that. They played at a very high level. They were the best team in basketball the first half of the season. They were above and beyond everybody else. And then they kind of came back, regressed to the mean. So um, I, I would give him another shot, but it's not the greatest. Yeah. Didn't you have a crazy fact about Missoula? Oh, yeah. So Joe Missoula, uh, when they when he played for Marquette. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see this mm -hmm. on Bleach Report? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he played for or when he played for West Virginia, got eliminated. 
in the Big East Tournament by Marquette. And the star player for Marquette was? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. I'm really happy for him. MJ's that. illegitimate son. I mean, <laughs> it's my favorite player ever. Always has been, right? In, in the finals. Especially in the finals. <laughs> Especially he, in the if finals. If he beats whoever makes it out of the West, he's going to be my favorite player ever. All right. Well, that'll buy a Jimmy Butler jersey and wear it on this show for sure. You know, I'd wear a Marquette Jimmy Butler jersey. I wouldn't yeah, wear a Heat Marquette. one. Yeah, but I mean, the Heat do have good jerseys, though. They do. As a Jersey person, like that's your thing, Espo. I'm going to get the serial killer one. If I get their Miami Vice one, yes. The I'd Heat have good jerseys. Good luck, yeah. The Heat have a lot of good things right now going for them. So shout out to them over there. Hey, All Lindsay, right. Before yes. you round us out, do you remember when we got raided? Mm-hmm. I think something similar is going on. <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's not the good kind. I think though. we're just it's, getting spammed by a couple yeah. people. Yeah, but I think I think our leak, I think our link got leaked. Leaked out. Yeah. Well, Meaning that like someone sent. Okay, well if you did that, then leave super chats at least. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Just giving you a heads up. That's all. Hi, you can run us out. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna leave now. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon. We appreciate you. Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show for you to plan to come hang out with us then. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. <laughs> it's no surprise that Lindsay gets choked up when she oh, says God. my name. Ahoy, ahoy. Style is retro, tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo, saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always wreck the family. 